Good morning. Welcome to the gathering of Recreate Church. Really am glad to see you here. Really am glad. Just want to take care of a little business before we go too far. I want to say happy anniversary to Matt and Tara. 12 years today. How about that? Can we have, let's have a hand for that. That's a big deal. It ain't easy to stay married 12 years. Now, if you're a married person here, be careful how hard you nod your head right now. But, you know, marriage, marriage is not an easy thing. Um, I'm just I'm so thankful for my wife. I, I think I may have told you guys last week, but I praise God. For the first time in almost a decade, she feels kind of good. That's a big deal. That's a big deal that she's feeling good. And uh, we pray that keeps up. And keeps on going. Uh, just want to let you know, if you haven't been here before, our motto, and we send this out all over the world in our podcast, it's kind of crazy. We had 150-some downloads last week, which is not a lot compared to some people, but for the corner uh, in Hillsville beside Pizza Hut, that's a lot. That's a lot. So let's send that message out across the world. We want to let people know, no matter your story... You are welcome, you are wanted, and you are loved. Today, we are so pleased to have Billy Honeycutt, who's bringing the message for us. And uh, I, I can't wait to hear what he has to say. So, Billy, would you come on up here, and, and I will turn it over to you. How about a hand for Billy? I'm not ready yet. Mark, chapter 4, verse 35. 41. Now I'm ready to go. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. <laughs> um, scripture that we're going to be talking about uh, comes from, it's, it's actually in three of the Gospels, and uh, most of them are pretty doggone close together. I like this one probably the best. I don't, I don't know why. Uh, when this was written, or placed in the Bible, it seemed like all this happened prior, just prior, or to other big things that Jesus was going to do. He's always traveling around doing stuff, but it was right after he was uh, teaching and he was healing people, and and so all of a sudden, all the teaching and healing that had taken place, the disciples are going to say, "Okay, this is how this really works," and. Uh, and so here we go. That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious, furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Uh, 
Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we go through your scriptures and, and um, relate to those scriptures with stories and things, Lord, may we truly hear from you in all this. Uh, it won't be any good for this man to stand up here and talk if, if he's not speaking the words which you would have him to say. So I ask now that you would anoint and minister to my heart and, Lord, that I would be obedient and mindful of all that you have me to do this day. And uh, I pray for these folks here that we would, they would hear from you. And I just ask this in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I gave a title of this as called The Truth or a Lie. Pick one or choose one. And... Uh, so often we, we have those opportunities in life where people seem to know everything and give us really good advice and tell us how we should think and do. And, oh, Lord, if you just watch a commercial, <laughs> you know, everybody's got some really good advice. And, and you can choose, you know. Does that make sense? They're telling me they don't know me. I don't know them, and they're telling me everything I should do and how I should do it. And... Uh, Sometimes we pick that, and most of the time, it's just a lie. Our government seems to like to lie to us. Our neighbors seem to want to lie to us. <laughs> Our best friends will lie to us sometimes. Family will lie to us. Sometimes you can choose to believe those lies. And so, what's the opposite of that? Well, the truth. The truth. The truth that, as I see it, is only be described maybe as the opposite of a lie but the Bible says that Jesus was the truth and so let's let's just think about that truth and lie thing but I got a story for you I got a couple of them and this ought to this will be good for you okay I used to go fishing and I like to go fishing at some of these ponds these old farm ponds because man you could catch a big old bass catfish and brim that was usually the the ones that you would catch there and we went up above king north carolina barry brown took me up there and, and we were all excited and uh he's saying oh man you just won't believe the fish that are in this pond and and he was right man we caught some big old fish and and while i was there on the opposite side of the pond kind of up in the cove there was this old tree that had fallen down and the top of it was laying up over the water. And I was kind of fishing and just kind of messing around and all of a sudden I noticed a squirrel was coming out that old snag of a tree. Came all the way out over the water. And I was thinking squirrel don't like water. But he came all the way out there and then I looked at the end of the, the snag there and there was an acorn sitting right there on the end of the tree. And that squirrel, you know, the squirrels, they kind of slither around. They kind of remind me of a mouse or a rat with a nice tail. And sometimes people, we call them cute, but most of the time they're just looking for something to eat. And uh, so this squirrel came all the way out to the end. And, and, and then all of a sudden, it's, it got that nut and started eating that nut and with that acorn. All of a sudden, a big old bass came out and... Scoop that, that squirrel right off that log and into the water. Huh. 
Now, there's another story about my wife and I. Kelly, my wife, this has not been too awful long. It's been about three months ago, I guess. It was before her last surgery, and uh, she's getting kind of wobbly and stuff. And so we went down to the creek right there at the house and go fishing. I got her some night crawlers, some of those big old worms. I was helping her put it on the hook. Now, she can do all that stuff normally, but she is struggling a little bit. And so she went out there right in front of the cabin, and all of a sudden, she hooked a big old trout. Trout came out of the water and splashed back down, and she was tr struggling. She could not get that trout in. She, she was reeling and reeling, and I, I don't know. It's, I guess because she just wasn't feeling good, she's panicking. She said, Billy, help me, help me, you know. And she says, it's too big. I can't get it in. And, I, and so I, I finally I said I encouraged her to keep trying. But then she was not going to be able to. But you could see the trout in the water. And so she said, no, you take the, I, cannot reel, I cannot do it anymore. And so I grabbed hold of the reel. About the time I grabbed hold of the reel and, and the rod and the reel and, and started to crank it in a little bit, the fish got off. <laughs> now let me just tell you, I did. But that fish was so big. It was this big. The biggest fish a man will ever catch is the one that got away. <laughs> and so, I just want to, oh, I remind, the rest of that story that I started with, I look back across that, that lake, that little pond, and here's that catfish putting another little acre in on the end of that log. <laughs> Come on now. I got you. You thought that. that You thought. Well, see how easy it is to believe a lie? Now the other thing, I don't really know how, remember how big that fish, it was big. But anyway, it's, it's easy to fall into a trap. And it's also fun for the teller of the story. And um, so I was just thinking about those things. Because, see, when I read this story about Jesus and the storm, and I'm going to go through it just a little bit. Of course, like I say, before this and, and after, you know, it's all about the teachings of Jesus and the healings of Jesus. And depending on which, which it was Matthew or, or Mark or Luke, it will change very little except for the what's before it. And, but it's always teaching and it's always healing. And um, so here, when Jesus said, let's, get, let's go over the other side, it, it said in the evening, there was other times when Jesus would act like he was, or seem like he was tired. And it seemed like that's what was going on now. He has been crowded in on all day long. And, and so it said even as he got in the boat to go to the other side with his disciples, it said there was a big crowd that got in their boats too. They're heading across the lake. So Jesus, it said that Jesus laid down in the back of that boat. And in uh, and, and some of versions talk about the, the cushion, and this one does, talks about sleeping on a cushion. 
But as he got there, it said the, the, the wind got up, the storm came in, and it was probably a really rough storm because it was talking about waves splashing up over the bow of the boat, over the boat, and the boat was filling up with water. The disciples were scared to death. They were scared to death. They were afraid. They were fearful, fearful for their life. And they were thinking, Jesus is back there sleeping on a cushion. So they went back there, Jesus, wake up. Don't you care? Don't you care? We're about to drown. And Jesus, I think, very calmly just said, Well, be still. <laughs> Storm, be still. And then he looked at his disciples and he'd say, Hey, where's your faith? You have little faith. What happened? And of course, I, I was thinking that maybe he was talking about all the stuff he had been teaching about. And have they been listening? Were they listening to all the things that were said? And they were still afraid. And, and, and I was thinking, well, I thought I'd probably been afraid too. Now, Billy and I go kayaking sometimes. And there's a little place over in Austinville. There's a drop. A significant drop. And, and, and it's a ledge. And in a kayak, that can be really exciting. The only exciting, but the bad thing about it is when you go over the falls, you, the water has a tendency to splash up over you. And in my other, one kayak I got, when that water would splash, it would, it would fill up the canoe quite a bit. And it wasn't because I was a little heavy, but maybe it was. Because Billy didn't get nearly as much water as I did. But, but I'm going to just tell you, I understand what it means, though, when the water comes up over the front and starts filling the boat up. Because it can only take so much, and it's going to go down. And so... As I read through this, I was thinking about that. Disciples were afraid. And then I remember what they called Jesus. What he said about himself. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Now the deal is, no matter how bad that storm was, the truth was in the back of the boat. Let me just tell you, the truth was in the back of the boat. The truth is, the disciples thought they were going to die. The truth is that Jesus had told them, we're going to the other side. They were fearful. And all I could think about is all the things in this life that we're living through right now. People are walking around this old place scared to death of what's going to happen next. We are told that we're going to all die. I have you ever watched any of these reality shows? Mountain men, everything they do, I'm going to die. That's how I get everybody excited. I'm going to die. If I don't do this right, I'm going to die. And they're always falling and, and getting hurt, hurt and stuff. And I'm thinking, why don't you just pay attention to what you're doing? You know, you're not going to die. <laughs> and, 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 you know, our, and we've been told over and over again, this COVID stuff, we're, we're all going to die. All you folks are going to die. Well, we're all going to die sometime. We really are. But things have happened so quickly now that we're constantly being forced to be afraid of something. 
scared. I mean, gas prices, I'm scared. <laughs> they just got up over $3, $3. That means the economy stops. Whoa. And so, you know, that scares me a little bit. But I don't need to. I need to look in the back of the boat and wake Jesus up. Because if I'm afraid, I need to go get him up. And say, come on. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. So often, life comes in, as a storm. And it, does, it's, it is scary. And, and I'm not standing up here saying that I, I've not been scared to death sometimes. Scared of life. Scared of losing everything. Scared of losing a house. Scared of not making bills. Scared of not being able to work. Scared of being hurt. And even that fall, some, I was scared that first time, Bill. I'm telling you, I was scared when I went over that thing. <laughs> but I still did it. I didn't die. I thought I was going to die a couple times, but I haven't always died, no. So the truth is, God says, and Jesus says, I won't, I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. He says, be strong and courageous. Told in, jo in, in the book of Joshua, he was, when Joshua was being commissioned, he'd say, be strong and courageous. God would tell Joshua that. Why? Well, because I'm with you. I go before you. Uh, read my word. Don't you know? Haven't I said it? I will be with you. Be strong and courageous. He would repeat it over and over again. Be strong and courageous. Don't be fearful. Be strong and courageous. I'm here to say, be strong and courageous. But yet, let me just tell you another story. And this isn't a fish story. This is, Kelly had surgery about four, five, six, five or six weeks. Anyway, a while back, not too long ago. And when we went to Charlottesville for this surgery, it was a brain-type surgery, uh, a cyst on her pituitary gland, and it was the third one she had. And let me just tell you, we were a little afraid and we had to go early we stayed in the hospitality house at the hospital which is a lot cheaper <laughs> a lot cheaper and <laughs> it's ten dollars a person per night you ain't beat it it's like a dorm house you know you got bedrooms four bedrooms and then a, a kitchen area and then a living area and four in two bathrooms and everybody there has to share that you know it's just I wasn't used to that, but I got used to it pretty quick. But it, it gave me an opportunity to, to meet some other people. Well, when we got there, the first night we got there, we got there early, late because we had to get up early and do some the pre-op pre, pre -op stuff, you know, before surgery and got to go see the doctors and got to go get scans and got to go get this. And, and so that's what our day consisted of prior to that. Well, that night... Kelly and I came back, and we decided we'd go in the kitchen. We're going to play some rummy. And so we, we were sitting there at the end of the bar. It was two seats or three seats there, a little table. And we thought we were there by ourselves. The thing is, with those bedrooms, everybody shuts their door and kind of to themselves. And so Kelly and I are sitting there, and all of a sudden, Danny comes in. He came in the door. He comes in with a bang. That's why he, he lived everything like the bang. Comes in has all this grocery stuff and he's throwing them in the sink and he's 
washing all these things off, and he's not saying a whole lot. He said, hey, how you doing? You know, tough stuff like that. But then all of a sudden, we're saying, Kelly and I are playing, trying to play rummy. <laughs> and he's washing these vegetables, I mean, this, this fruit off in the sink and, and cutting things up. And all of a sudden, Danny, he said, hey, you like fruit? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Here, cut you up a bowl of these these uh, strawberries, and I cut, and here's some cherries. Really? Thank you, Danny. So I got to know Danny. Of course, he brings the food, so you got to know Danny. <laughs> and and he was the guy, and he was excited about Jesus because see he he was fixing to uh, he had talked about God doing a miracle in his life. He's able to walk now. So he's all excited. He's excited about Jesus. He's all excited about everything. His wife's in the hospital. Maybe coming home tomorrow. I can't wait. He's all excited. My wife's fixing to go into surgery tomorrow. And so we sit and talked. We talked about, we talked about the Lord some. We talked about, uh, we talked about cherries and, and strawberries too. But we talked about everything, you know. And he was kind of, it was good that he was there because he distracted Kelly. And in Rummy, the distraction is a plus. <laughs> and I tore her up that evening, and I was happy. But no, I was sad because she you know she's going. No, I was happy. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Danny knew. He said, "He said it's okay. I know I distracted you." I said, "Well, thank you, Danny." <laughs> and so here you you know that. We were all excited about meeting him, and and then, uh, you know, that was the only people what we had seen so far, and and so uh, the next day we got up and and he took Kelly early. Surgery is always early. That was not so early. It was the second surgery of the day. So I went over there and did all the things that you have to do. Everywhere you went over there, you had to take the shuttle. You didn't drive. You parked your car in the parking deck, then you had to shuttle shuttle all around the place, you know. And so we went to the hospital. I sit in the waiting room. Kelly went through surgery. Surgery went okay. Surgery means that you sit and you pray, oh God, because you really are scared. Oh Lord, please, this time, may it be work out the way you want it to. Make No, work out the way I want it to. I want my wife to be back normal again. And so... Anyway, surgery went okay. I met her back at the room eventually that evening late. Stayed at the hospital for a while. And to tell you the truth, I was just wore down. So I went, finally went back to the room and uh, took the shuttle like you're supposed to. Rode the bus, trying to be happy, you know, be happy to folks, be, help them be happy too. woman that was riding with us, she was talking about her husband being in the hospital and had open heart surgery. He was not awake yet. And then uh, got up in the room, and and there's a, a new couple there. I, I said, uh, Danny, how, how's your how's your wife? And he he said, Well, she's not. Uh, they're not going to let her come home yet. I said, oh, I'm sorry. And so you know we we had this other couple. They were a young couple. The man the guy was oh, he's just like 22 years old and. And we were talking, and uh, he was—he's—they were there with his, their four-year-old son, had 
open heart surgery. See, they were fixing to do that the next day. And, and his name was, was Malachi. And Malachi was needing to talk to somebody. His wife was still at the hospital with her son. And, um, and the surgery had gone okay. But with a, a child like that, they leave open heart surgery, have to leave the chest open. And so he, he was a little timid and stuff. But old Malachi finally opened up and we sit around and we were talking. Danny and Malachi and me. Now this guy, a young kid, doesn't want to hear much about Jesus. Well, well something was said because... Danny's got to tell everybody, you know, because Danny's got to tell everybody about his miracle. And he could walk now, and he didn't, couldn't for about five years. And so it, it, was all, it was just sitting around, talking, you know. And, uh, and everybody was talking, but everybody's a little afraid. So here we go. Malachi wanted to know things. And, and I was just... I, I was just was real honest with Malachi. I said, Malachi, I said, see, he's talking about Christians and how they are scary, you know. <laughs> they, they talk ugly to you, you know. <laughs> They're not kind. I said, you're right. Christians are not. Most of the time, they just want to cram you, Jesus down your throat, but that wasn't what Jesus was. You know, God, God loves you. And, and he just, he wants to love you more. And he wants to come into your life. He sent his own son. Uh, you know, you know the, thing, the scripture, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. And then I said that in the second part, think he did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but through him the world might be saved, that you might be saved. God cares about you. And so we talked about things of God a lot and talked about other things too, but and I was not going to come out. I didn't, I didn't need to condemn him. Jesus didn't condemn him. No. <laughs> I needed to show him the love of Jesus. He's going through a really hard time. Danny was right there with me. See, we became, we had a bond because I didn't know what to do. Nobody else knew what to do. So we got to talk about Jesus. We're afraid. Because <laughs> the next day, my wife was doing good. It's Friday now. I spent most of the day with her. Finally came back to the room. Malachi and his wife were there. We were sitting around talking, and I was all excited because my wife's coming home Saturday. I'm all excited, and they're saying, oh, well, it's going to be a little bit longer. My, my answer to everything, let's just play some cars. <laughs> that gives us a good place to just enjoy each other's company. So we play cards. Now, Danny comes in, and now he's not lighting up the room. And I said, Danny, I'm so excited my wife gets to come home tomorrow. <laughs> Danny could not talk about the miracles. Danny couldn't talk about all that stuff. 
And uh, he started to weep. Now, Danny's, Danny's cure for everything was, I'm going to go take a smoke. <laughs> so he took off. He'd always have to go outside and take a smoke, you know, and that was his answer. And so, i got to take a smoke. <laughs> and so he took off. Malachi said, well, his wife didn't want to get to come home. And so, I don't know what to do. I got all the answers, and now I can see that Danny's not happy. He's scared. He's scared to death. And, and I mean, it, got, and it was like 12 o'clock at night. I finally decided I was going to go to bed. And Danny did not shut his door all the way, and I went in the bathroom, brushed my teeth, and got ready for bed and all those things, you know. And, and God's saying, go in there and pray for him. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to pray for this guy. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> now you got to go in there and pray for him. Okay, Lord. 12 o'clock at night, I'm going to another man's bedroom and knocking on the door and walked over to him. I said, Danny. So I'm supposed to pray for you tonight. I said, would it be okay? Laid my hands on him because he said it's okay. And, uh, and as I prayed, I knew God was in that. I prayed for a little while and then I... Danny's got to go get, take a smoke. <laughs> he can't talk then. He's got to go take a smoke. Next day... See, I didn't know what else to do, so I go to bed. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. So I went to bed, and next morning I had to get up early because my wife's coming home. So now I got—I had a list. I had it all figured out. I didn't sleep much, but so I'm out there waiting for the shuttle. I got checked out early and did all the things I was supposed to. And, and here comes Danny walking out. He said, "Well," he said, "I really appreciate you talking to me last night." It changed my attitude. I went out and walked around, smoked a cigarette and walked around. He said, Billy, he said that I meant you meant the world to me. I didn't tell him I was scared to death <laughs> to do it. I didn't want to. And I just praised the Lord because I did it. Because God asked me to do it. And so we rode in on the shuttle that morning. We were he, and he was all excited about cause what God is doing now. And he was able to tell me finally that, you know, at first his, they were telling him that they were going to just keep her comfortable. And he said, I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> Keeping you comfortable, what does that mean? It means that your wife isn't coming home. She had to tell him, your wife's not coming home. Danny was excitement, but he broke. There's times when we can all break. We got a point where we can't do it any longer, and we need to know that the truth is in the back of the boat. No matter what, we've got to know it. And Danny learned that the truth was in the back of the boat. 
Billy Honeycutt learned that the truth was in the back of the boat. God's bigger than all that. I was going to tell you about Danny. Now, Danny, this is how exciting he is. He, he likes onions. He says, my family known for eating onions. He said, I'm telling you, I, eat, I love the onions. I'm, he, he said, I'm going to make me a bologna sandwich with onions on it. He said, you want one? I said, no, <laughs> I don't need one. I like bologna pretty good. I don't like all those onions. So Danny went out and he, he made him a big old sandwich and he ate it outside, I guess, so he could smoke a cigarette. And, and then all of a sudden he comes back and he said, I couldn't eat all that. I said, I thought your fan was known for onions. <laughs> he says, I ran out of onions. I <laughs> couldn't finish the sandwich. I love this guy. We rode the bus together and the little shuttle and uh, we got so excited about Jesus. Everybody around us got excited about Jesus. Bus driver, he couldn't, when we were fixing to get off, he was so excited we rode his bus and he's trying to share scripture with us <laughs> from his phone. He got excited about Jesus too. Because <laughs> see, G Jesus was there. He was, the truth was in the back. We couldn't, we didn't have to listen to the lies of this world anymore. We could know the truth. And the storm was over. The waves were still crashing, but the storm was over. Because we trusted Jesus. Shucks. I realize that the hospitality house is more a place where God had Kelly and I there so I could minister to Danny. But Danny ministered to me. The young couple, I got to pray with them. There was a, a, another young man there, stage four cancer. He was being pushed around a wheelchair with one leg. Let me just tell you, there's a lot of storms in this world. And if we don't learn, if we don't know, if we don't believe that Jesus is in the back of the boat, we will go down with the ship. Because we can't do it. We will break. We can't do it. We will break every time I break. But I know the truth is in the back of the boat. Oftentimes, we forget that the evidence of truth is usually our faith. That what God said about himself and what Jesus said about himself being the son of God is the truth. And if we got, and we got to believe that and we have to have faith in that, that Jesus is going to get us through everything. He's going to walk with us through things. It might be tough. It may, and the waves might be big. But Jesus will walk with us through those times. Every time. Because the truth is always in the back of the boat. Praise God. The book of John. Chapter 8. Thirty-one and thirty-two. To the Jews who had 
believed in him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Verses 34, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Let me just tell you, those storms aren't always like you would think. Sometimes the storm is complacency. Where we just got used to it. Folks, I think that's might be the scariest thing right now in the time that we live that Christians have got complacent. They're okay with not meeting together. They're okay. And I think a lot of us, we go back to that old way of life where we're not reading our Bibles, we're not studying, we're not desperate. Because the storm is not crashing over the bow of the boat, but it's eating us alive. But I'm going to tell you, that's the very thing that Jesus has set us free from. The sin. He set us free from that sin. It should not burden us down anymore. We have to live above that because Jesus has set us free. Forget the complacency. Let's get excited. Let's get excited about Jesus. Because in John, let me see, is John chapter 4, let me see how we're supposed to worship. How we're supposed to worship. Chapter 4, 23 and 24. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and His worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. Folks, the truth is in the back of the boat. You can't even worship God in a proper way without not except through Jesus Christ. Jesus said... I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Folks, that's the truth. That's where we should live. I just, I've always thought this. It's easier to die for Christ than to live for Christ. That walk for Christ day by day, it's tougher to do that. But the truth is that Jesus wants to be in every part of our, of our walk our life and we got to find that place where we're calling upon him we're not by ourselves anymore John chapter 14 is where that scripture came from he's talking to old Thomas <laughs> we remember old doubting Thomas but later on it says I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever 
you ask in my name so that the son may bring glory to the father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Folks, it's no time for complacency. It's time to stand up. Stand up and be Jesus people. Jesus freaks. People who know where to find Jesus. It's no time for us to sit back and let this world tell us what we should know or how we should think or what we should do. It's time where we seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. It's time, it's time that we stand up and be children of God. Not children of this world because we are free. And we are free indeed. <coughs> Folks, the truth is in the back of the boat. Don't be afraid. Stand up. And know that He is Lord. Stand up. And know He is Jesus. Huh. I think we're going to stop there. I think it's time. I think it's time. Let's just bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that Lord, as we take on the challenges of this world, the world that hates you, may we not look to the world, but Lord, may we look to you for guidance and direction. May we know you May the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I pray that you would do a good work in our lives. That we might always know that you're not leaving us here alone. We don't have to be fearful. But Lord, that we might live in victory. Because you've rescued us once again. You've always been there. No matter how big the storm. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. All we have to do is say thank you. And we want to follow you. We don't always have to have all the answers. But we just have to be willing. I ask that you would do a good work here this day. And I ask and pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Billy. Yeah, let's have a hand for Billy. Billy, I needed that. I needed that a lot. So thank you. Thank you. Continue praying for his wife, Kelly, who's such a wonderful human being and uh, recovering from pretty major brain surgery. But we give God the glory. She's, going, she's doing well. She's doing well, and hopefully this will be the last brain surgery. Um, continue to pray for our church. Pray for one another. We need the Lord to lead us in all things. One thing I found out in life is when we follow our own wisdom, we follow our own understanding, we're in trouble. We don't, we don't want that for us or for anybody. But uh, let's give another hand for Billy. And God bless you guys. Billy, you've closed us out in prayer, so I'm going to go ahead and Katie, hit that thing. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week.